All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of The Standard is the Standard. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and this is our flagship podcast. And with me for all these years has been Lance Williams out on the West Coast. We might seem a little distracted tonight because the Patriots and Chiefs are, well, there's only nine minutes left, a little over nine minutes left in this game. It's a it's a doozy, so to speak. But Lance, how are you doing this afternoon, evening? I feel okay, man. Watch this Patriot team. It just makes me want to put my hood over my head, man. This team. Oh, man, that's how bad I feel. I'm dropping the mic. I'm just pissed off and upset. Watching this Patriot team. Uh, this team is no good, too. Uh, yes, it, it it is frustrating. I think all Steeler fans um, can echo that sentiment. And that was my first order of business tonight on this show was to talk about the games today. And obviously we don't know at the, at the time of this recording, which by the way, in case you forgot, or in case you're looking at your computer and you're like, Whoa, why, why is the standard is a standard going on Sundays? We've moved the show, at least in the off season to Sundays. It's just easier for us to get together at that time. Um, not to mention he did not get that. Um, yeah, he got stopped. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we are distracted. We yes. are distracted. So, anyways, uh, we we moved it to Sundays because the sound quality would be better. Lance is not going to be mobile, and I think it's going to be a better product overall. So, nonetheless, um, Lance, my question for you is simple: What do you think needs to happen? And let's be realistic, because I know that right now you and a lot of Steeler fans are down in the dumps. You've openly said you think their Super Bowl window is slammed shut. Blah blah blah, all that stuff. Let's just assume that this team is still going to be competitive, which I think everyone can admit they'll be competitive. What do they need to do to be playing on, on Championship Sunday next year? What, what needs to happen? They need to say frigate and change the way that they approach their offseason and just get aggressive with the cap space that they have and go out and target free agents that they think can make a difference. Not plug-and-play guys like Morgan Burnett who's already asking to be traded because he doesn't want to play dime linebacker. You need stars. Go out and spend some money and get some stars. How about move up in the draft, leverage yourself, leverage extra picks, move up in the draft, get aggressive, try to get in the top 15, top 10, get a guy there. Just get aggressive. Just change it up. You know, if they're asking Tomlin to get a challenge coach, which is well needed, then change it up. What the Steelers are doing, that's why I said, and yeah, I said it, the Steelers' way is broken. It's because they keep trying to do this, this, this way that they think is tried and true when the Patriots have played in eight straight AFC championships. That makes you so clear. You know, and so clearly, <laughs> the Steelers' way is broken when another team has been the eight straight AFC championships and they're trying to go to their third consecutive Super Bowl. So it's not only time for the coaching staff to do some things differently. So does the front office and so does ownership in the way they have to approach winning. You got to do everything and be aggressive at it. Yeah, no, you're right. But it, I guess my question is, when was the last time out? Now, granted, the Steelers haven't always had the salary cap space. Um, but when was the last time they actually went out and got a big name player that panned out in free agency. Can you think of one? I mean, is Deuce Staley? He panned did out for he, like a did, season and a half. He panned out for like two games. Um, I think some would say, I know that some would probably say, well, James, James Ferrier. Now they got him in free agency. 
Yes. He wasn't he wasn't a superstar then. No. The, the, the no. Jets let him walk for a reason. Some will say Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark was another guy that was on the he was on the scrap heap. They, they find these gems sometimes. And so I I, I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to think of the last time there was a big free agent move, really, in the division even that turned out to really pay dividends. I mean, the, the, you know who's been more aggressive than people might think in free agency has been the Ravens. And yeah. the Ravens have been very yeah. aggressive. You know, they went out and got those receivers. Now, granted, Flacco couldn't throw the ball when he was in there, and Lamar Jackson runs more than he throws. Uh, but they, they they went out and got Tony Jefferson. They got Eric Weddle. And so I guess maybe I'd answer my own question there. There are teams within the division that are doing it. Um, I just don't know. Okay, so what position are you going to target first? If there's a if there's a one that you say, look, we don't want a draft pick here. We need experience. What position is that? Inside linebacker. I'll give you an example. They need to aggressively go after C.J. Mosley. If he becomes available Oof. and Oof. they could, and they could go get C.J. Mosley, they need to go try to get C.J. Mosley. You get better on defense and you weaken the Ravens. Go get them. They Let's make to, it happen. Oh my gosh, dude, that would be an that would rock so many different boats. <laughs> yeah, rock I mean, them know, all. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I guess that's what you got to do. I mean, the funny thing is, though, is you think about was it two or three years ago when, as we're watching him right now, Donta Hightower, um, the Steelers were very aggressive going after him, and they were one of two teams, and he ended up going back to the Patriots. But um, so I, I guess maybe that's something they need to do. They're just not used to this situation in my opinion where you know they're just not used to having to go out or, or i guess i should say they're not used to having the salary cap space to even go out and make any moves so i don't know i agree you know with what, the you code know what, I, you know what jeff you know what that sounds like what that's like not being used to dating a 10 I'm not used to dating a 10. I just feel kind of uncomfortable. She's so attractive. <laughs> oh man, she just makes me feel nervous. Dude, get over it. If you're right, if you're out with a 10, stick your chest out and let her yeah. strut because you know what's up. You know you're supposed to have a 10. Don't get scared with the cap space. Go ahead and get it done. Now, let me ask you this. I can't believe that play just happened for those watching live. <laughs> um, I'm, watching you, I'm watching you watch the play, and I'm thinking <laughs> I'm talking, so I can't look and talk. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening. Let, let me just give people a little bit of background. Earlier this season, during the Steelers season, Land said, hey, what if we went live during the Steelers game and watched the game with you all? I have to be honest. That would be... <laughs> You think this is distracting, Lance? Could you imagine a Steelers game? Oh my gosh, this is, you know, this it'd is be terrible. It'd this be terrible. We, we'd probably get banned because I think that hit his arm. I think we have beverages. I know I'd have a beer, and then we'd be demonetized on Yahoo or Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo. Yahoo. YouTube. YouTube. What is wrong with you? Does Yahoo still a website? Anyways, I think um, so. Yeah. So, uh, nonetheless, so th I, I think we look at the, the Steelers' upcoming offseason, and there's certainly, I guess my question for you now, Lance, is you're talking about free agency. This, this gets brought up, and I, this might turn into an article at some point. Do you think the Steelers are still a destination that free agents want to go to? Because there used to be a time when players would say, I don't want to play for Tomlin. I hear good things about Mike Tomlin. I mean, do you think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are still a, a, an organization, still a venue, still... Uh, do you think it's still 
a place where guys say, you know what, I want to go there. Like, do you think that's still being said, or do you think it's the other way around? Do you think it's more players saying, man, that place is a, a circus. That place is drama central. Mike Tomlin doesn't seem like he even has control over there. There's no way I want to go there. Like, what do you think that is? What do you think that vibe is going out there to free agents? You know, I think it's 50-50. I still think that the organization and the Roonies are respected and are held in high esteem by players, media, and by different teams. So I still think they're held in very high esteem, given their history and the fact that they have six championships. I also think that given some of the things that players have said about, namely your guy, number seven, John Elway Jr., a.k.a. Big Benjamin, about how he's not the greatest of teammates, that there may be some issues with that because, you know, he is going to kick you in the tail end and let you get hit by that uh, 16-D Woods run bus. We'll let you get run over by that. All right, let's say you're Mike Tomlin, okay? You bring up Ben Roethlisberger, and he's been, he has gotten his share of scrutiny this offseason, and in my opinion, rightfully so. He's my guy. I'm not going to deny that, but he deserves every bit of criticism, I think, when it comes to how he decides to lead. If you're Mike Tomlin, do you pull Ben aside and say, look, man, something's got to change? You know, it, it, the, either the radio show's got to stop or you got to stop doing this crap. Like, do you say that to him or do you just basically let him do whatever the hell he wants? I say, look, man, if I'm going to get a uh, challenge coach, you can't do the radio show. (laughs) So we both got to give up something. I can't just pull from my gut when I'm obviously wrong on challenges. And you need to shut the hell up and get off the radio show. You could afford a car. What do you need? need Free cars from the dealership? No, he doesn't get a car. I I just don't get it. I really do think that deep down inside Ben Roth, there's two ultimate, there's two ongoing factors with him number one is he feels that this is a just a way of the lead i honestly think that he thinks that what he's doing is not bad and that what he's doing is just a way that some people lead he's not i don't think that's accurate i don't think that's truthful but at the same time i think that's what he thinks and i think the other thing is that he never wants to admit when he's the he's the problem when he's the mistake um so well, I mean, who knows? I think he's just a sucker. I mean, some dudes are just sucker dudes, and they're just that's just kind of how they're wired. That's in their DNA, and that's just how they do things. I mean, and he's in a position where he can do that. But yeah. but listeners, did you hear that Pittsburgh reference to 16D Woods Run bus, the Pat bus? I used to catch that bus going downtown from the north side. So you guys know that bus line if you're Pittsburghers. <laughs> so as i'm watching this game right now uh for those that might be listening in audio form you're probably wondering like what are they talking about this is the potential muff punt with julian edelman in the patriots game and and they have yet on my screen to actually come up with a ruling this this is being magnified down to the most i guess the closest potential angle that they have i'm not sure if it hits him um lance it doesn't look like it does like the I, mic thought it hit, I thought it hit his bicep in my opinion, the ruling on the field was a muff punt, and there's not enough evidence to overturn that, so we're going to go ahead and keep it. But I might be a little bit biased. My next question, though, and it doesn't have to do with championship weekend and the Steelers season, I mean, what is your thoughts on the officiating? Because I swear, this has been awful. Those that watched the Saints and Rams earlier in the day on Sunday, holy cow. If you're a Saints fan, I feel bad for you because you have every single right to be livid with the National Football League and livid with the rules and the officiating in general, 
I personally just, oh my gosh, Lance, what are your thoughts on the officiating? Because the Steelers have had been on the rough end of some really bad calls this season, whether it's the botched false start against the Chargers, whether it's the bogus, two bogus pass interference calls against the Saints. Lance, what are your thoughts on the officiating? How do you think this is going to go down? The officiating is terrible, and that hit his arm. I mean, here's what's worse about this call, and I don't want to belabor it at this point. Is it's taking them 500 years to make the call, man? Get it right or wrong, man. Just make the call. Like, I can't, I'm not going to jump out of the stands and hit you with a figure four leg lock or something. I mean, just make the call. It is what it is. Get it right, wrong, whatever. Um, oh, so I, well, see, this is why we can't do the live <laughs> because I'm like, hey, did the Chiefs get it? I guess the, I got the, I, I, well, anyway, man, no spoilers. Officiating is terrible. And I hate to say that because I have a personal friend who is an NFL ref, but the officiating is terrible. I mean, it's, it's absolutely it's atrocious this year, and, and they've got and they've got to get this better because I mean, I mean, it's a lot of the line in these games. There's a lot of jobs, and a lot of times people's lives are at stake and where they live and all that stuff, and they got to get this stuff right for the integrity of the game. So, do you do you expand replay to allow penalties to be reviewed? Gosh, could you imagine no, how long a game I, I just, would be? I I, look, I like the National Football League. I, I watch most of the games on 30-minute replay, though. Good Lord, if I had to watch a four-and-a-half-hour game, it would just suck. Well, you could put rules in place that you could only challenge. Like, uh, you could have one penalty challenge a half. Now, for Steeler fans, you're thinking, gosh, that'd be awful because Tomlin would lose them all. But... <laughs> <laughs> You could say you get one challenge of a penalty. You get one. Yeah, seriously. You could have one challenge. I mean, that's a way to that. Okay. I digress. Let's get away from officiating because it's been bad. We know it's been bad. Steeler fans feel that wrath. Uh, Definitely, they spit that vitriol often. Um, And the Saints as well, they spit that vitriol often. And so here's the thing for me now. Uh, Let's get back to the Steelers in general. we're talking about grades. We've been doing grades throughout the off season and we've had a couple shows. The audio has been a little clunky and we did the quarterback and offensive line. We did running backs and wide receivers last week. Didn't we Lance? What was, wasn't that it? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. I know it doesn't. So let's go with um, the defensive side now. So the defensive side, let's go with cornerbacks and safeties we're doing defensive backs and i'm anxious to hear what you have to say about the steelers in this area because i know that you certainly have voiced your displeasure with this these position groups let's go with cornerbacks first lance if you were to grade the steelers cornerbacks in 2018 what would you give them this is great that this is coming up jeff because do you think uh any steeler play player would have made that interception that was just made for, by the team. No, <laughs> like, it would it would have been dropped. It would have been dropped. It would have hit their kneecaps. No, it would have hit them right in the hands and they would have dropped it. Now, That's what would have happened. You know, I know Jeff wants to uh split up cornerbacks and safeties, but a lot of times it's kind of interchangeable because these guys are in coverage and, and they're making plays and so on and so forth and different coverages is different things. I think the Steelers have two good corners. I think the best corner is Mike Hilton. I think he's probably one of the, the best, best corner. I think it's probably Mike Hilton play for play. Better than Hayden? Probably, Are you serious? He's better than Hayden. I think he's the oh best, gosh, arguably, pro- arguably the best slot corner in the NFL. 
he's got to be top three, top four, you know, top. Well, you know, if you give me five slot corners, Hilton probably is grading out top five in the NFL. You so and I, Tomlin don't agree with that because he benched him towards the late well, end of the season. Who knows? I mean, you know, that that team discipline, who knows what's going on in there? Because it's a Barnum and Bailey ring circus. Yes, there but, you go. But that guy, I like Hilton. I think Hilton's the best corner on our team, followed by Joe Hayden. I think those guys are solid corners. I think those are guys that are cornerbacks that probably play for any team in the NFL. The rest of those guys are average players. So overall, I would give the corners probably a B, probably a B minus. And I think that grade is raised by the play of Hilton and Joe Hayden. So I'd give those guys a B minus. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I can give a B. Uh, in general, uh, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go a solid C. Because I think that other teams. There were several times where I watched the film after, and I know you do too, Lance. Where I saw players wide open. And yeah, yeah, pressure help. <laughs> wide open. And thankfully, those 52 sacks covered up a lot of that stuff. Pressure helps. Cody Sensible is not a starting cornerback. Not and, at all. No. And yet here we are talking about, you know, Cody Sensible was the starter for 99% of the season. It seemed like Artie Burns, we all know what he's turned into. El Busto part two, maybe. And uh, so I'm going to go with a C. Because, like you say, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. I've watched a lot of that film, and I'll tell you what, there were times where if a quarterback had a second longer, and I know people might say, well, you know what, the pass rush and the pass rush and the back end, they they work hand in hand. I understand that. But at the same time, I also realized that ah, I just wasn't good enough. And I the, the, I do, I, I guess I should say this, I am, oh boy, um, <laughs> Lance is doing dance. Anyways, um, I am happy that the fact that I think that if the Steelers at 20, if you talk about trading up in the draft, if you talk about the potential of getting a higher pick, there are rookie cornerbacks that can come in from day one and they can start and they can play. You agree with that, Lance? Absolutely. How about this? We talked about it, about being aggressive and things that the Steelers could change. How about instead of trying to coax the absolutely bananas receiver back or the absolutely bonkers or the about BS receiver back, why don't we just package that dude for Patrick Peterson? Period. Just package him up, get aggressive, fix this defense, get a top-flight corner in here, go get C.J. Mosley, bang, bang. Defense can roll, run the football, let's do it. How about that? I yeah, in theory that makes sense, but when you look at the numbers, it doesn't because you ha- you're going to owe dead money to to Brown whether he's on the team or not, and so I think that number is around twenty two million. So even though you're saving like a million in cap space, you're still going to be giving him that. Now, if you trade for Patrick Peterson, you're going to pick up Peterson's contract, and that's going to be like another ten or so. That means you're at thirty. You're technically have thirty million plus next season locked up into Patrick Peterson unless you can renegotiate a deal or something like that um, and get of a, a, a little bit fr- more like a, a salary cap that's a little bit more friendly. I don't know. Jeff, Jeff. What? What? It's it's our job to think it, think it. It's their job to get it done, done. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so we both agree that the cornerback situation, although the free agent would be nice, not saying that could happen, but they can get a, a young guy to come in and, and play. I mean, we've seen it with Jalen Ramsey. We saw Lattimore down in New Orleans. Um, you even talk about the guy, um, that's his last name, White, for the Bills. Um, those are cornerbacks that stepped in from day one and showed that they can play at a high level. And that's what the Steelers need. If you have Hayden for one more year, you need that that you need them to play at a high level. You need to match that level opposite Hayden. And I think it'll do wonders, especially with Hilton in the slot. Okay. Jeff, you're impressive. Uh, let me just give Jeff big props. You know, pop, just pop your collar, Jeff. Why is that? You know why? You actually knew a Buffalo Bills player. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm impressed, man. I, I can I, tell you more than one. <laughs> I, I, would be, I would be impressed, man. You know more than you think. You know more than you think. You know Shady McCoy. You know Josh Allen's a quarterback. You know, you could, you, well, you used to know some of the receivers, so they shipped them all away, but still, anyways. I, I, yeah, that's, that's impressive. I appreciate the props, though. I appreciate yeah, the props. So, um, Let's go to safety. This is a tough position. The cornerbacks, it's a little bit different. Safety, you had Burnett, who wants out. You have Terrell Edmonds, who was basically the defensive Ironman, second to Sean Davis, who's the other safety. They played the most defensive snaps on the team, those two players. What are, you, uh, what are your thoughts on the safeties in terms of grades? C, average. No, 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 I'll give him a C plus. I think those are two budding safeties. I think that'll be a nice safety combination moving forward. But I, I just think right now they're average football players. I don't think they're above average guys. I think they have a lot of potential. I think Sean Davis making sort of a, a positional switch. I think he played solid this year. I think there's still meat on the bone, and, and there's still some room for to grow for both of those guys. So I'd give them a C plus. I'm going to give them a C, just a straight-up C because I was impressed with Sean Davis. I think he'll be better next year with a year under his belt. I don't know, man. There's just something about Terrell Edmonds, and I'm not sure what it is, but I watch him play, and I'm just not sold on a lot of things. I'm not sold on him being a first-round draft pick. I'm not sold on him being the guy at that at that safety position, at strong safety. Um, I'm just not sold on him. And, and I, I'm not saying I can't be sold. I'm just not sold right now on him. So I had, I'll, give I you, I'll give you one thing, Jeff. What? Let me ask you. If he were if he if he took better angles, pursuit angles. It would be a lot better. Okay. Yeah. His pursuit and angle. You, and you can coach that. And you can coach that. Yeah. I well, mean, you, can you, you really? I feel that. I feel a lot of that's instinct. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you can show guys. Okay, because when you're in a kid playing in the backyard and a guy's running away from you, you got to know how to play the angle to get to him. And get a dig it, you know, even make it close. And so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how he develops and how he, how he pans out. So there you have it. I give two C's. You gave what was it? A B minus and a C, C plus. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. I'm but, distracted at no, this no, 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 no. I, I'll tell you what I'm going to do for the for for the rest of the show. We're not going to go through the rest of the game, but it's this officiating in this oh, game this, this game has been absolutely atrocious they just called roughing the passer and you, i swear he hit him kidding? in the chest these are the plays lance that when we talk about the the hall of famer joe gibbs saying that a football game could come down to three or four penalty plays 
it, it sucks that these plays are now penalties. You know, look at the Saints game earlier today. It was a penalty. That was a huge turnaround. You look at the, the muff punt that was, you know, earlier today with Edelman in this game. It's a penalty. Brady gets called for, they, they call roughing the passer when he hits him in the shoulder. I don't care if he grazed his face mask. That did not in any way, shape, or form. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's the, terrible. He's the so N pretty. He's the so NF, pretty. Yeah, the NFL, I tell that's you what. It, now, that's interference. <laughs> oh, wow. They didn't call that interference? That was mugging. <laughs> oh, that was oh, terrible. Wow. Now, see, I'm a little bit behind <laughs> Eric Berry. Eric, Eric Berry, the guy without a uh, uniform oh. on. He looks like a homeless guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? This is going to be interesting hey, to see. It's going to be interesting to see. I I do want to mention, Lance, I, I guess I'll give you a, a chance to plug your show and what you've got going on this week. Um, since we're doing the show on now on Sundays, we've got a full week ahead. Um, go ahead and tell the listeners what to expect from you this week with your show. Yeah, I said it. I got a couple of shows brewing. Um, I got a couple of shows brewing that I want to get out there. I'm kind of, I don't, I'm, I kind of forgot what my third episode was, but I know my fourth episode, my fourth episode will be about Antonio Brown because I think some of you guys think I'm an Antonio Brown apologist. So I definitely want you guys to hear this show. And based on the result of the Patriot AFC championship game, I'm going to have a very interesting topic that I think Steeler nation is going to absolutely hate. See, Jeff is getting, Jeff doesn't even like it. Like he, Jeff is getting anxious back wow. there when he heard the topic. And then I got another topic about a controversial running back that I think the Steelers should acquire. So those are some of the things I got uh, in the can. Yeah. So check his show out. Um, we both are doing solo shows. Mine is the Steelers burning question, in which case I often, um, I, I find something that a lot of fans are debating, you know, um, I found myself last week asking, you know, who's hated more Le'Veon or AB. And so we talked about that. So check that out. Now, don't forget that you can find our show a ton of different places. You can find us on YouTube. For those that are watching live, you go to YouTube, type, type in BTSE Steelers Radio. Please subscribe, like, we appreciate it. Also, you can check us out on all of our audio platforms. That's iTunes, that's Art19, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. If you just type in Steelers, you're going to find our audio there. Uh, subscribe to our channel so that you don't miss anything. You know, because tomorrow night, that's Monday, you're going to have the Steelers hangover with Brian and Tony. Um, you'll have Lance's show probably, you know, running on uh, Wednesday morning. Um, I'll be doing my show probably on Wednesday to run on Thursday. Thursday night will be our Steelers preview. We have a lot of content for you. So we're not going to sit here, although I think it'd be fun and semi entertaining to kind of give our own little play by play on the game. You know, what's going on. You, you know, they're going to get it past this catch, man. That's no catch, man. That's no catch. And that's no rough in the past. This is terrible, man. This is absolutely terrible. And it's terrible to watch a, a football game in this weather. Oh man. It's, this harkens back to, when I was watching the AFC championship in Ben's rookie year and I watched the Steelers get embarrassed in Heinz field, I was freezing. Yeah, that wasn't fun. That was the, I, I, let me hear you. I'll give you a trivia question here, Lance, you know, Rodney Harrison's interception that sealed the win that game. Yes. Who was, who was targeted on that pass? You know, I'll even give you his number. He was number 84. 
It wasn't Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 84. Uh, uh, the tight end. Uh, I don't know, man. Just tell me. I'm getting Jer- Jeremy Tooman. Jeremy oh, wow. Tooman. Jeremy Tooman. Oh, yes. Ooh. There you go. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. So now that we got the trivia out of the way, that's it for the show. Our show's going to be a little bit shorter. Um, the refs are certainly uh, injecting themselves into this game. It's pissing me off. And here we go. So with that said, make sure you tune in next Sunday, which maybe we'll just do the post-game Pro Bowl show, Lance. That might be a best. <laughs> <laughs> we get like five listeners. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. But hey, thanks for listening, Lance. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Standard is the Standard. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there. <laughs>